Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Sister Stories. This is Shantae from the Sisters Group, and today you're in for a treat. We are sitting with six amazingly talented women from the Sisters Group. We will talk about their experiences with surviving domestic violence while highlighting the book, In the Company of My Sister, written by Julia A. Boyd. This episode will be two parts. And welcome to season two, episode three of Sister Stories. This is Shantae from the Sisters Group. I am also the guest from episode four in season one. You may recall Sisters stands for survivors in service to extend resiliency. This is an opportunity for survivors to see themselves as the full human beings that they are. Cause too often what happens is survivors are caught up in the stigma of having survived domestic violence that we forget that they are really human beings and they have the hopes and dreams and the strengths and joys. And it's very important for people to know that. So on today, I have six beautiful, talented and courageous women. Welcome ladies. Hi. To my right, we have Rhonda. Jadel and Nikki. And to my left, we have Chloe Tess from episode one. Welcome back, Tess. Welcome. And Diamond. Thank you so much for being here today, ladies. I um, want to start off with just getting to know each of you so our listeners can know um, who we're sitting with today. Could you all share something that brings you joy and tell us why? Rhonda, we'll start with you. Um, okay. Um, what brings me joy is just waking up each day, which means there's still something for me to be doing. So I, that brings me joy. And of course, my children, they always bring me joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Janelle, what about you? Music definitely brings me joy. I'm able to show how I feel in my music. You'll be able to know if I'm sad, I'm happy, if I just want to laugh. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, my beautiful three daughters. I'm enjoying my life. Yes, the children. Nikki, <laughs> could you share something that brings you joy? Um, yeah, well, I think I'm most joyful when I'm quiet and it's like I can connect with God and see reasons why I'm here. And you know, think about what I've been through, not in a negative way, but in like a Thanksgiving to him. Mm-hmm. And of course, my two teenagers, they get on my nerves, so I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we all talking about our babies. Diamond, what brings you joy? Um, same, my two babies, my two girls. They're just like me, but better. Mm-hmm. 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 So, my early morning times when I have a little bit of me time before the day start making their demands of me, my children, the work that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Chloe. Um, my writing, um, my son, and um, music also brings me joy. Yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I love music as well. So ladies, when you feel yourself leaving your resiliency zone, how do you bring yourself back? So with that, like what keeps you grounded? Could you share some advice for our listeners? Janelle, we'll start with you. Um, well, I'm not sure if everyone is on a spiritual journey, mm-hmm. but that definitely keeps me grounded. Um, that helps me where I'm able to release if I'm sad, if I'm just need help. Um, my struggles, I'm able to kind of pour that out in my prayer time. And just my, my walk. I look at things that has happened to me. Okay, today, what can I do to help someone else? So my spiritual journey and just prayer time is what helps me get back to kind of balance. Figure out yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, well, similar to what she said, I, I believe there's nothing we can go through that we can't find a solution in the Bible. So if not the Bible, I just go on YouTube or any Christian website and look for a message about what I'm feeling, something to encourage me. And then I have somebody I can just call, you know, just like that. And that's beautiful. And I'll be sure we mentioned that when we talk about El Sisterhood. Diamond, what helps you stay grounded? Um, the same that um, Jadel and Nikki were saying, God and music too. Both that brings sources. me back to like a happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Tess, how about you? For me, I, I think the most important item that I use more often before I can reach to any other particular tool that I have is I have to pause. I really have to just breathe for a moment. And when I when I do that, then I can be intentional about what next tool they will offer me that to get to that place of resiliency. Right. You know, if I, if I don't pause, then um, I'm not sure which one will be able to satisfy that feeling or emotion at that time. So once I pause and then I breathe and then I settle in, then I can pick either go for a walk or speak to you know, God or, or a spiritual scripture or a song or to call a friend. But the first thing I always have to do is just pause for them, just take a moment. So just focus. That's really good advice as well. Chloe, what keeps you grounded? Well, of course, everything that everyone has said, I agree with. Uh-huh. Um, I believe what keeps me grounded is um, my spirituality, too. Like, if I'm connected, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm listening to music that can um, bring my energy back to full power. But um, nothing helps me, like, praying and um, calling on God because at the end of the day, even if I am 
doing something. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Um, I can somehow get, I can drift away. So I, I just, for me, it's just God first. Then um, taking a moment, pausing. If I don't, if I don't put God first, I get scattered. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things be everywhere. And Rhonda, um, how do you <clears throat> stay grounded? Um, I also agree with that. Um, but a lot of times I find myself listening to spiritual advisors on YouTube. I mean, I just go to my old favorites. Um, and it's usually um, something that I have been thinking about throughout the day or whatever has gotten me, you know, off course or if I'm tunnel vision and I'm doing a ton of things, it brings me back. Um, it, and then it'll say some, some, one of the preachers will say something that I had either been dealing with or had been thinking about. And that just really just puts me in a state of peace. Like, okay, that helps me to calm myself and it opens up my ability to hear um, from my faith and pull from my faith. And that, when I'm doing that, that comes and brings me back down. And that always feels so good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a reason. It's a, it is, it is, <laughs> it is. And I um, definitely agree with all of you. One area that somehow I struggle or don't stay as grounded as I would like to is mother and my children. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my mind, as Chloe said, my mind gets scattered, but when I keep God first and continue mm -hmm. to go to my source, mm -hmm. he shows me everything. And he put people in my life, situation, like everything comes together mm -hmm. when I keep him first. So thank you, ladies. Mm -hmm. As Can I, I mentioned- you something with uh, that? Go ahead. Amy, um, and so earlier today when something happened, I said, I knew what to do, right? right? Uh -huh. I know what my go-to is, but when you are out of your zone zone, when you at that pivot moment, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that moment brings, for me, if I don't take a breath and pause with it, then I don't even reach for the source that I know that will bring me back to my resilience zone. And so I know there's a power greater than me. I have a very strong faith system, but I was sitting in the midst of whatever that storm is and continue through that suffering because I just didn't breathe for a moment. Mm -hmm. And with me, when I breathe, it reboot myself. Mm -hmm. It's like turning the computer off, which is my mind, my brain, starting it back up. Mm -hmm. And then I know how to successfully use what I know that will work for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I had mentioned that. And I was like, yes, music and walking and, and, and my faith. But sometimes I would sit for something for so long before I even call on God. And I know to call on him. It's not like I don't know these things. But because I'm in the midst of that, because I'm in that flight or fight, then I don't look to the source of the stress that are around me. Or I might sit with something, don't reach out for that phone and call someone. Right, all this we possess, we have, and we know it, and we know it. 
But when you, it's yes, when we, when we just in that moment, even when we talk about children, I, I have to pause before I even say anything. Anything. It's like an out of body experience. Okay. I just saw that. No, I did not see that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. The whole instance of taking the time to breathe. But like what really grounds you mm-hmm. afterward is that I feel like the source, whatever mm-hmm. you reach for. And for me, that's why I just mm-hmm. like is number one is God because mm-hmm. even after I meditate, even after I breathe, even after I listen to music or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm still not there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And I mean those things can some somehow like you know drift you off into other routes of like, okay, I'm meditating right now, but you know, your social media comes up or something else. And now all of a sudden you back you're back to uh-huh. the mm-hmm. mode or something else. So I feel like breathing is like number one. Mm-hmm. And then, but it just doesn't, it doesn't get me there. It's not a, it's not, it's not the solution. It's mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. connecting you to what is going to get you there without you maybe responding or acting in that emotional feeling. But we also have to remember to stop and pause because when we go to him or go to our source, we don't want our mind, as you said, like cluttered. We don't want that. So we do need to take that moment to ourselves before we even, you know, our prayers go up before we request anything or ask for anything. So that's so beautiful. Well, in a moment like that, I just don't request for anything. Right. Instead, I just praise him. Uh-huh. I just uh-huh. Uh-huh. find reasons that reason to be thankful. Thank you for the song. Yes, I I was listening to a song one day. I went into my car because my uh, my phone doesn't get signal in the building. So I went into the car to make a phone call, and I was listening to this song by Torrin Wells. Um, it, you don't even you love me. It's a title that has to do with love, but in the in the song. It was talking about how you clothe the ladies, how you provide for the birds and everything. Mm-hmm. And that you even love me like those. You know, so I'm like, wow, that is true. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking to the car, I saw the leaves, I saw the different colors and God said, you know, I make them beautiful mm-hmm. so that they can be pleasant to you. And I'm like, wow, that's what I was just listening to. So things like that, when I re- remember, it just makes me feel like, okay. I just need to let him be, you know, let him be God and just leave it in his hands, you know. Take it all to him. Take it all to him, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Anyone else? I want to say something. Go ahead. I really like that you said that, um, I guess when you put God first, you were able to mother your children better. He has to be first. Yeah, I feel like that is so true because before I left my toxic you know, environment. I couldn't uh-huh. even do anything with them. Like I didn't enjoy it. So I just um like had enough energy to just feed them and just go back into my room and close the door. And now that I'm out, like I'm laughing with them, I'm tickling them, like I'm playing with them. It, it just feels so good. Like it feels good. It's a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling. Um as I mentioned, season two, we're talking about sisterhood how it has shown up in our healing journey, the importance of 
gathering with our sisters and having a safe space to talk. So ladies, let's dig into the book. <laughs> and I want everyone to feel comfortable. This is like our Saturday morning chat. Um, and we're giving insight to anyone who's listening today. So um, how has being in the sisters group helped support you with your different roles that you play? Let's start with Nikki. <laughs> so being amongst us, how um, has it shown up in your life? Well, um, the very first thing that I learned is I'm not alone. It may sound common, for lack of a better word, but it means a lot. Uh-huh. You know, it means that, okay, if this person is judging me, there's somebody in my corner that is not judging me. There's somebody that's been through what I've been through. Yeah, yeah it's good to be different and unique, but you know, there's certain kind of uniqueness that you want somebody to share with you. So it's like, oh yeah, I can be me. Right. You know, maybe this person don't understand, but when I'm with this person, uh-huh. I can just be me, yes. you know? So that is one thing that I think has really helped me, you know, and... I, it, it just makes me bolder, you know, more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I've come to realize that domestic violence is something that happens every day. You know, people talk about it. And yeah, I still have that feeling of, well, you know, I've been through it, but there's still that confidence that, oh yeah, but you know, I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor now. So being in this group has just given me confidence to know that, okay, yeah, I've been there. It's part of my journey, but, you know, I, I'm not a bad person and it's not my fault. Is this problem, you know? So mm-hmm. the confidence to go on, to move on. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Diamond, what about you? Being amongst us, how has it shown up in your day-to-day? Um. I like what Nikki said about getting her confidence back. Like, I feel like it is helping me to get my confidence back and I guess showing me how to be an adult because I've never been on my own before. Like, never. So it's definitely helping me, like, step into my womanhood. So I I really enjoy it. That's amazing. That's amazing. How about you, Tess? For me, it's been... um, just a pleasure just to be without all the titles, to be able to have a safe space where we can have discussions and different opinions, but where you don't feel like you're judged. Um, your opinions and your views matters, but it doesn't define someone else's. And it gives an opportunity um, for us to share our stories and see a lot of similarities and that we're not alone. You know, there's a lot of common experiences in our journey that is relatable. And then it pulls up a lot of clarity of one path and identification like, wow, she gets me. Or wow, she went through that too. Or wow, she's going through that. Like I'm not the only one. Right. And it's just, it's, it's great because I'm not even able to have this type of uh, sisterhood 
with everyone where I can have those type of topics and discussions that we speak on and to be so transparent and honest and, and open. Right. And and feel like when I leave, like, oh, what did I say? Or did I say that? Or, you know, it's like when I leave there, I feel refreshed. I feel like, oh, I can go ahead and start my weekend. Mm -hmm. Like everything that I experienced or went through that week, I was able to just put it and lay it right there. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. There's um there's a connection that we have. And though we have family and friends, like friends since we were younger, just to be here in this space, because what we experienced, the domestic violence, even though we're in our healing journey or we've passed that, it's still there. Like we know it happened. Mm -hmm. And for all of us to have experienced some part of that, and when we hear each other's story, um, we can make that connection because we may not have made that connection with our families and friends or even shared certain parts because when diamond just mentioned her babies even though those were her words i imagined myself how i couldn't get out of the bed mm -hmm. and it was because prince and rain were so young i had to get up and feed them i had to do what was needed because they couldn't do it for themselves mm -hmm. so when you can connect with someone like that their words give you visuals mm -hmm. for when you were in that space mm -hmm. that's that's a connection <laughs> and even when she said i enjoyed their laugh yes mm -hmm. Because when you are in that toxic relationship, you don't have that life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not enjoying life. Uh -huh. You're just existing. And now you're living and you're looking at those things and you're smelling and experiencing those experiences. You are, you are, you are. Thank you. Thank you for that, Tess. Um, Chloe, would you like to share how being amongst the sisters has shown up in your life? Mm, wow. It just shows up in everything I do. Uh -huh. um, I like um I'm an emotional person and like sometimes it can be real intense <laughs> within me. Like I have um a lot of like things going on and I know you guys do too and when I can speak with you guys and relate with somebody who sometimes I feel so heavy and being able to trade some of that sometime is so important for me because I don't have many people that I can um speak to where they don't feel like oh, she's weird, or she too deep, or we gotta get away, you know, because it's a lot, and I'm trying to find my voice, and I feel like I know my voice, <laughs> but it's just, it's been shadow for a while, so I have to, like, work to find that, and being with you guys helps me to develop it, and because I know like when um any of us if we share anything in our um text like we're all there like we're all there to support like you know whatever it is and I know there was a time when you were experiencing something and I said I'm going to text her and let her know that I'm here 
So, um, yes, yes, we definitely have that. We definitely have that um, mm -hmm. amongst us. How about you, Rhonda? Um, it has been so refreshing for me because when I was in that toxic situation, I just really lost who I used to be. Like, who I was just kind of died or whatever, I don't, but I just felt like I had to become and, and, and mold into something that I really never was just to satisfy those toxic situations and relationships. And I just, being in this group has helped, is refreshing for me because so, I can see myself reviving again to who I used to be and just feels really, you know, the safe space that we have. I didn't have that. I didn't have a whole lot of people that I could, you know, say they were my friends, friends I thought they were, but now I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, they weren't really my friends. So um, being in this group is refreshing in the way that I can see myself coming back to who I really am. And that I can't put a price on it. It's, it's just... And that has to feel really good. Yes, yeah, it's a wonderful feel. Wonderful. Um, Janelle, would you like to share? Um, well, one thing I can say would be a part of the sister group um, <clears throat> has really helped me to open up. Um, I come from a very small family. Uh -huh. We love you, Jadel. We love you, Jadel. And I will say this with you. Before we got to know each other, you were, well, you would say you were quiet, but you have opened up. <laughs> yeah. And I you have, have because of the group. Exactly. You have. Um, I remember always wanting a big family. Uh -huh. So you guys are like the extension. Uh -huh. People that know me, I don't open up. Uh -huh. I don't talk. Um, we need tissue. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. People didn't even know that I was in an abusive relationship because uh -huh. I kept everything to myself. Right. Um, being part of the sister group helped me to grow, knowing that I wasn't the only one going through what I was doing. Um, that I could actually share what each and every one of you went through. Uh -huh. um, and now my my biggest prayer was that I would have peace of mind. And believe me, that was like, I never thought I would have that. But being part of the group helps me every day to deal with a lot of anger that I had, not trusting people, Being, being able to open up. Um, so this group has basically kind of saved my life. Well, so I, I, I really love all of y'all. I really love you too. We love you too. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you.
This was the first part of our discussion with the Sisters Group Book Club. Tune in next Sunday for part two. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sister Stories. It's important to note that everyone's situation is different and leaving an abusive partner may not be an immediate or safe option. To explore additional options or for help with safety planning, please call the Women's Resource Center 24 hours at 404-688-9436 or the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That number is one 800 799 7233. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, domestic violence is prevalent in every community and affects all people regardless of age, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, gender, race, religion, or nationality. The devastating consequences of domestic violence can cross generations and last a lifetime.